I'm going to speak on something today. I believe it's going to touch you. It's in Matthew 7, 7 through 11, and it says this. It says, keep on. Say, keep on. Keep on asking, and you'll receive what you ask for. We can just stop right there and go home. That's good news. If you keep on asking, and and you keep on, then you're going to receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking. Say, keep on, and you will find. Keep on knocking. It sounds like this is a reoccurring theme. Keep on asking. Keep on uh, seeking. Keep on knocking. And the door will be open to you. Have you ever felt in life like there's a few closed doors? Like you just kind of feel stuck. You, there's a, there can be a frustration. Like I, if this door would just open. The Bible says if you keep on, you keep on asking, and you keep on knocking, and you keep on seeking, then the door is going to be open for everyone who asks, receives. Is that good news? Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if, sin, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? In your Bible, if you look at this in New Living Translations and most translation, on the top, the title will be called effective prayer, effective prayer. Because uh, if, if there is an effective prayer, then there has to be an ineffective prayer. And I believe that we should get the knowledge of what it takes to have an effective prayer. So the title of my message today is Ask, Seek, Knock. Somebody's excited about it. There's three steps to an effective prayer. There's three steps to an effective prayer. You know, the Bible says to keep, look at your neighbor and say, keep on. There's really a reason why we don't keep on at times. There are some times when we are excited about God moving, we are focused about God doing something in our lives, but we can tend to get off and not keep on that thing. There are certain reasons why. We see this in uh, Galatians 6, 9. It says this, let us not grow weary Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap if we do not give in. If we do not give in. We have to keep on, right? It says two things. Number one, this is the reason why you don't keep on sometimes. Number one, you can get tired. And number two, you can get discouraged. There are times when God puts you puts things on your heart and you're believing for them and you're praying for them and there are two things that really can cause you to not keep on. You know, the Bible says if we keep on asking, he's going to answer. If we keep on seeking, then we're going to find. If we keep on knocking, then he's going to begin to answer the door. But how come we don't keep on? It's really sometimes we get tired and sometimes we get discouraged. But there's an antidote for both of those things. Number one, if you get tired, then you have to know that his presence is the thing that charges you up. His presence is the things that charges you up. You, have you, like, made a resolution, like, I'm going to the gym, and then at the end of the day, you're just really tired? You're really ch- tired, and you don't keep on? And, and you know you have to have some help to get there. You, you have to know that in God, a lot of times we think that we don't have enough time to get in the presence of God, but it's what charges us up. 
Right now, if you have a cell phone, especially the youth, and you're like on your last little uh, notch of percentage, if you have one, two percent, you're freaking out, you're trying to find a charger, it is your main priority. How many of you are like that with your phone? You got to keep it charged. And if, if your battery starts to go down, you got to know that I got to get that thing in the wall, I got to charge it up because I need that. And, and a lot of times we don't recognize that we get tired and when we get tired, the last thing we want to do is to pray and seek God, but it's what charges us up. The second thing, it says the reason why we don't keep on, the reason why we don't keep asking for a specific thing or, or seeking for a specific thing or knock, the reason that we don't is because we get discouraged. And the antidote for discouragement is the Word of God. How many of you know that prayer and the Word of God goes hand in hand? If you find yourself getting away with God and it's all prayer and it's all worship, that's all good. But God likes to do his word and prayer goes hand in hand. And really discouragement is the antidote. Well, well, the word is the antidote for discouragement. Am I right? That the word of God begins to encourage you so that you have the strength to keep on. You have the strength to keep on. Come on, let's pray. God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that you're giving us the strength to keep on, that we'll keep on asking, that we'll keep on seeking, that we'll keep on knocking. And, Lord, that you begin to build faith in us so that we can begin to do what you called us to do in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody says amen. Amen. You know, in that portion of Scripture, it says even a good father will give you things if you keep asking. You know, my son, and really all my kids, you know, if, if you ask my son this Christmas, what do you want for Christmas? He would say, I want a dog, but I know I'm not going to get that. You know, every Christmas he's like, I want a dog, but I know I'm not going to get it. So he quit kind of asking because every time he asked me, I was like, we're never getting a dog. You know, I stopped having making humans for a reason, you know what I mean? Because we can only take so much. Three is our capacity. You might have a grace to have 25. God bless you. I salute you. But three has been our capacity. And so, uh, you know, I have found that after we have made the decision that no more making little humans, that, that, uh, that, that a dog has been the, the desire. And so for about 10 years, uh, Leah, um, well, first of all, the first year we got married, we got a dog. And it was, um, I went and picked out this dog, and this lady, uh, lady gave the dog that I picked out away. It was a Maltipoo. Remember a Maltipoo? It's kind of a cute little dog. The only problem was she got rid of the one I wanted and left the Maltipoo that was mostly poo and not Malti. It was a poodle. It was a poodle. And, 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 and the thing is, if I'm going to have a dog, i got to think it's cute. And you might say, well, you're discriminating. You might be the kind that, like, well, the dog has feelings. I, I, I don't understand that. But I know it has feelings, but I can't, keep care, I can't take care of an ugly dog. It was just ugly. I was, I was giving it as a present. I was embarrassed because a little ugly poodle, you know. Uh, and, and, of course, every other one in there, I got the, the last of the litter. Somebody loved that dog, and I'm glad we gave it to him. We gave it away uh, because it like it it was like uh, you know that squirrel on Ice Age. 
You know, that's cool. It was like that kind. It's one thing if you're ugly, but then you, if you have a personality deficiency, then, then, then I got to get rid of you. It was really disturbing. So I said in my heart, I said, God, never again am I getting a dog because uh, it just didn't pan out. But our kids have been wanting a dog. They've been asking and asking and asking and asking. Finally, we got a little, uh, found a little lab. Uh, Hannah's been bugging us for years, too, that Noah needs a dog. And, uh, and so we finally got one. I got a picture of Noah. We got a little puppy right there. And uh, that's when we picked it out. And we had to wait two weeks to actually pick it up. So we actually got the dog. And, I mean, he was so excited. It was for his birthday. And, and he is, like, you know, uh, just stoked. But then you get it home and you realize, hey, Noah, this is your dog. So, like, when it poops, you got to clean it up. You know what I mean? So reality hit. Y'all just stretch your hands towards Leah and pray for Leah because this is really her dog. She doesn't know it, but it's kind of her dog. She's teaching Noah everything to do. They've been working, you know. See, because Noah has, you know, a week or two ago, Noah watched Old Yeller. So he has like this thing that dogs just kind of do what you tell them to do. You know, he has this thing in his head of what it is to have a dog. But he, he's in the middle right now of dealing with all the mess. He's not seeing any of the benefits of having a dog. All he's seeing is really the mess that the dog makes. He likes it every once in a while. He pets it. But when he has to clean the dog up and all that, you can tell he's doing it out of obligation, and it's not really the full picture that he had in his mind when he wanted to get the dog. You know, it really it, it is kind of um, progressive in our life that sometimes we'll ask for something, ask for something, ask for something. God might give it to you, and once you get it, it might seem like a mess, and you get in your mess, and you get discouraged, and you don't see what's on the other side. And a lot of times, a lot of times, you might get in the mindset of, man, I've been praying for this, and I got it, but you can get in the mess for so long that you forget what you really dreamed about at the beginning, Am I right about it? You were praying for that person to get saved. You were praying for you to get at a certain point. It happened. And then God said, I'm going to give it to you, but, but there's a process to the promise. There's a process to the promise. And really, God has a process when it comes to our life with, with effective prayer. It is asking. It is seeking. It is knocking. It is asking. It is seeking. And it is knocking. And a lot of times, you know, God will give you that thing that you've been praying for, and God is saying, okay, now it's time for the next step. And I have to ask you today, if you're asking, what are you really asking for? You know, if I ask Aaliyah, what do you want to do with your life? She says, you know, I want to be a lawyer that cuts hair, that teaches, and that waits tables. <laughs> she says, I want to be a lawyer that cuts hair and teaches and waits tables, and I want to preach too. And I'm like, oh, all those things are good. So I just kind of let it go. You know, but when you grow up, you're going to have to kind of figure out what you're going to do and pick one. Because I'm sure if you're a lawyer, you don't have time to cut hair or wait tables. Right? You don't have time to do all of those things. You have to, like, pick one. Let me ask you this. What is the main thing? What is the main thing that you're asking God to do? What is the main thing? Because we can have a list of things, but we should have a main thing that we're asking God to do. He, he wants us to do this. See, like blind Bartimaeus, for example. I'm sure blind Bartimaeus, I'm sure he wanted new clothes. I'm sure he wanted new friends. Y'all like how the lights just did that? It's like shining on y'all. 
God, he, I'm sure he wanted to get married. I'm sure that he wanted all of those things. He wanted a job. I'm sure Blom Bartimaeus wanted a job. He wanted all kinds of things. But there was a moment in time where Jesus, he goes to Jesus, and Jesus uh, says, hey, what do you want? I mean, to me, this boggles my mind because Jesus, your Lord, you know, you know all things. So why are you asking, what do you want? There was a moment in time where he got to say, God, I want to see. I want to see. Jesus wanted to hear what was the primary thing that blind Bartimaeus was asking for. Let me ask you this. If Jesus showed up in your life right now and he said, what do you want? What would you answer? If you don't really know the answer, then that is when we have to start seeking God and really consolidate what we really want. Because, you know, God does this. God does this. See, with Solomon, with Solomon, you know, there was a moment in time that God said, hey, what do you want? What do you want? He said, God, I want wisdom to be able to lead these people. I want wisdom. And he said, you know what, Solomon, because you asked for wisdom to lead these people, and you didn't ask for wealth, you didn't ask for a great name, you didn't ask for a bunch of pedigree, you asked for wisdom. He said, I'm going to give you wisdom, and all these things are going to come. Let me ask, in your life, what are you asking for? What are you believing for? Because the Bible says that if you keep on asking for that thing, a lot of times we don't keep on asking for that one thing because we have 50 things in our life that we're, and we can pray for all kinds of things. We can pray and God cares. But what is the one thing? What is the one thing if you say, God, if you show up in this area, this is my one desire. This is my one desire in my life. This is what I want, and I'm going to lay it before you. What would that one thing be? What would that one thing be? You know, you can tell the level of your desire because once you ask for it, God says, I don't want you to just ask for that and then just walk away. God says the progression here is that you ask and then you begin to seek for it. That you ask for that one thing and that you begin to seek for it. Have you ever lost your wallet? Have you ever lost your phone? You know, you're looking all over the place for it. You're looking in the couch. You're looking for places you know it's not at. Am I right? You look like in the, you look in the car. You didn't even go in the car. You're looking all over. You're in a panic mode. You're seeking. Doesn't it feel good when you find that thing? It's usually when you, like, uh, where you knew you should have put it. <laughs> you, you put it in the place you should have put it. You didn't even look there. You know, it is, it is that kind of thing that, that seeking, like, I got to find something. Now, see, when God gives you a desire, he says, okay, now will you seek for it? Will you seek for it? See, because your seeking produces faith. See, when you ask for something, you might have hope, like, God, I hope you do it. But hope is not what gets the thing done. It's faith. And God will cause you to seek for it. How do you seek for this thing? You begin to get in the word of God, and you begin to seek. You begin to study. You begin to look this up. You begin to find out about it. You begin to visualize it. Where are you? Are you in the place where you have to really know what you want? Do you know what you want? Are you in a place at the beginning of the year, you say, man, if I have this one thing, this is the one thing I'm bringing before God. 
If God, if you know what that is, then it's time to begin to seek. It's time to get promises from God. When you're starting to seek for something like that, you're talking to people, you're getting with with, uh, people in your life and leaders in your life, you're listening, you're studying, you're seeking after, you're getting a word. Because what you really need to hear God say, it's yours. That's what faith is, right? Faith is the title deed that I believe it, now I'm seeking for it, and it's mine, and I have faith for it. I have faith for it. I I might not see it right now, but I know it's coming. Hope is like, I hope it comes. I hope it comes. But faith is like, I know it's here. I know it's here. Where are you? Are you asking? Are you seeking? Because really God desires us, desires for us to begin to seek, to begin to seek. I want to read Matthew 15, 22. Y'all okay today? Matthew 15, through 28. It says, a Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. That's a bad day. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Listen, this is a little discouraging. This is, she's asking Jesus for something. She's got the first part. God, if you just save my daughter, she's got demons. You ever felt that? Oh, <laughs> she's got demons, and I need your help. Jesus didn't even answer. Jesus was like, mm, not my problem. I mean, I would think that Jesus would, like, feel her pain, but Jesus is wanting to see something for her, from her. Are you going to begin to seek for this thing? I know what you're asking, but how bad do you want it? Are you going to open up your word and look for it? Are you going to begin to declare the promise for it? Are you going to begin to dream about it and begin to declare it? Are you just asking? Well, she's asking Jesus, and it says that, but Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. I I honestly think I would leave at that point. If I went to Jesus and I was hoping, like I was asking, and I said, listen, Jesus, my, my daughter has a demon, and he ignored me, and all the people that was around him said, like, get away from here. I don't want, I'd be like, all right, and kind of feel sorry for myself. Am I, are you with me? But she didn't do that. It says, then, then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, not the people of, uh, or the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again. This sounds like she knew what she wanted, but she started seeking. Even when it seemed like there's no way I can get it, even when it seemed like offenses came, she began to press in and seek. The Bible says if you seek, you'll find. What are you looking for? You're looking for a promise. You're looking for faith. You're looking, you're seeking until in your heart you know that you have it. When you buy a car... When you buy a car, you put a down payment on that car, you do all the work to buy that car, they give you the title deed. You might not be able to get that car in that moment, but you know it's yours, right? You know it's yours. Faith is like that. The thing that you're believing for, God begins to put in your heart, this is yours. And a lot of times we'll ask and we'll say, God, you know, I've been asking. And he's saying, why aren't you seeking? Why aren't you getting that faith? And, and sometimes we go after it, but do we keep seeking? 
Do we keep asking? Do we keep seeking? Is it the thing that we're praying for day and night? Or did we get tired and discouraged and say, well, God, you know what I want. God, you know all my needs. But she came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, isn't it right? Is, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. I mean, this is offensive. Now you're calling me a dog, Jesus. You're calling me a mutt. You're calling me something that is worthless. See, Jesus will sometimes intentionally put roadblocks in your life to see how bad you want something. Jesus will intentionally say, okay, you really want it? How much are you going to seek me? You really want it? How much are you going to go after it? God, I'm, pray- I'm praying for a big ministry, and I- I'm praying, you know, I'm praying for my children. I'm praying for the, and God says, okay, I hear what you're asking. Now, do you have the faith for it? Are you seeking me for it? Jesus responded. She replied. <laughs> We're going to get on the same page. She responded, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath the master's table. It sounded like she was finding arguments on her behalf. It sounded like she was declaring what belonged to her. It sounded like she did not give up when the circumstances didn't turn around. It sounded like she said, I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to keep going after him. I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep seeking because if I seek, I'm going to find. I'm going to get what I'm looking for. And then look what happened. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. See, all you need to know is when you seek God, you need one word. You need one word from God that you hold on to so much and you meditate. What does the Bible say? It says meditate on the word day and night. Day and night. Not just during the day. What are you meditating on? Are you meditating on all the things that don't really matter? Are you meditating on that one thing that you're asking for? What are you meditating on? The Bible says meditate on the word day and night. And begin to do and study the word. Begin to study it. This word, meditate, it actually means when a cow, like, chews on, on food and spits it out and picks it back up and chews it. means that you're chewing on it. Let me ask you, what are you meditating on? Because the Bible says that if you keep on asking, you keep on seeking, you keep on meditating, you keep on worshiping, you keep on seeking for this thing, that you're going to get it. I believe in my heart what what God was showing me earlier is a lot of people don't even know what to ask for because of disappointment. A lot of people don't know what to ask for because of disappointment. How many of you know it's in the presence of God when all that disappointment begins to dissipate and things begin to seem real? See, the enemy wants to keep you in the flesh and keep you down, but God is saying, come to me. Begin to ask. Begin to ask. He's a good father. Isn't he a good father? He's a good father. My son asked me for years. He wasn't ready. My son asked me years for a dog. And he got it, right? Because if you keep, if you keep asking and you keep seeking, then God's going to begin to open the door for you. What is the one thing that you're asking from God? I believe God is going to begin to 
to bring us into this place. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. Are you all okay? I was thinking about it the other day. Shannon, I was thinking about Shannon. Where's Shannon? Can I, can I tell your story a little bit? Kind of too late. If you say no, everybody's going to be like, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, Shannon, you would never know it because, man, Shannon, she's a prayer warrior. She talks to people about Jesus all the time. I see her talk. I see people on Facebook. They know that she's living for God. But if, if you looked at Shannon's life probably 15 years ago, you would not think that would ever happen. Now, Shannon's testimony is unbelievable. Shannon's testimony because she went through things and she, she went through different things in her life that, like, uh, got her out of the game. She thought, people thought, well, she's done. She's done. She's, she's uh, been through too much. And uh, she was, like, down and out. And uh, my mom actually went and visited her weekly with where she was. And she was just, she was, she was bad off, uh, just kind of, um, you know, going through very difficult, difficult times. And uh, it looked like she almost lost everything. Am I right? It looked like she almost lost everything. And, uh, and her family, everything, because of the, the things that she was going through. And you know what I saw? And Shannon, she, she wanted one thing. She wanted one thing. It's actually sitting right next to her. She wanted one thing. Her one thing was, I want my daughter with me all the time. Because she was in such a place that she might have lost her daughter. Now, it's, a lot of people are in this situation. They, their, their life has fallen apart, and they might ask for things, but there's something that I, different that I saw in Shannon was she was at the house of prayer every single day. Every time I went in, I was like, man, I need to start praying more. <laughs> every time I went in, she's in there praying. She's seeking. She knew what she wanted, but you can tell she really wanted it. It was beyond her control. And it almost seemed like things didn't, wasn't going to turn out. Am I right? It was beyond. God had to work things out. But you know what I saw? She always was praying. She was always, I mean, in the morning, in the evening, the girl was there every single day. Every single day. Seeking. 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 And there was a moment where you could tell. At first it was desperation, then she began to get faith. She began to get a word. You begin to ask her what she's believing for in that situation, the one thing, and she began to have words. She can probably tell them to you right now, this was the word that God gave me. This is what God was speaking to me. When it did not seem like God was restoring what she really wanted. Am I right? And God gave her a word, and she began to go and fight and go to war. And guess what? Her daughter's sitting right next to her. God's restored everything in her life. God is uh, continuing, continuing to restore. Somebody that was down and out, that went through hard times, and I've seen her. I was friends with her brother through high school. He passed away. He passed away at a young age, and, uh, and it was difficult. But she kept on. You found her back in the house of prayer. You found her back in, in a place of knowing that God is going to begin to turn things around in her life. 
And I just want to say, you know, with that, God sees that. Although you might be going through a difficult time, and it seems like, man, I, I'm looking for a breakthrough. It, it is it's difficult. God is, is seeing your faithfulness. God is seeing that you keep on asking and you keep on seeking. And how many of you know that God's word is above every other word? God's word is true. If you keep on asking, you're going to receive it. If you keep on seeking, if you keep seeking it, you're going to get a word. You're going to find it. You're going to find what you're looking for. And then he says, if you keep on knocking, maybe you know what you're going after. Maybe you're getting the faith for it. But every time you go to conquer that thing, it's like shut doors in your life. It's shut doors in your life. That's why God says, keep knocking. Keep knocking. Jesus even gives a parable. He says, listen, that aggravating neighbor that comes over and knocks for a loaf of bread, and, and, the, and the person inside, I love what the person inside says, hey, I just put my kids to bed. Leave me alone. Come back tomorrow. You know, I like that. That's why we have cell phones. They just keep on knocking. Keep on knocking until the door opens. Maybe you've had some shut doors in your life, but God wants you to be persistent. Maybe you got the puppy you've been asking for, but you've been so much in the mess that it doesn't seem like you're going to really get the dog that you really wanted. The Bible says keep on at it. You got to keep on knocking. You got to keep on going forward. You got to keep on. Because God will shut doors in your life sometimes because he knows that is not the direction to really answer what you've been asking for. Keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. I remember in, uh, when you're in elementary school, remember the, all those fundraisers they used to do? I mean, you had to sell candy like you had to be the candy man. You know, and what they would do is they would put like, they would have this big assembly and they put these prizes out, you know. And I remember uh, <clears throat> I didn't care about the meeting. I didn't care about selling candy. But they had this, uh, they had this little yellow Walkman that went on your bike, you know, that like real tapes, like, like tapes, tapes. Do y'all ever listen to tapes? No, I've never. Real tapes. Sitting on a bike, it was like this big yellow thing, and I saw it, and I was like, I want that so bad. And uh, I thought, I'm going to get that thing. I'm going to get it. The only problem is you have to sell a bunch of candy. And, I, <laughs> and I've never done this before, but I was starting to, like, look for, like, people that want candy. So I'd, I would go in my neighborhood, and I'd knock on the door, and you would meet a lot of mean people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like old men and women that don't care about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to just pay $2 for a piece of candy. You know, you live in a mansion. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, I don't want any candy. So you got to keep on knocking on doors. you got to keep on knocking. It was knocking, knocking all during that season. It was a whole bunch of knocking. And finally, there was enough knocking and enough people that gave that money. I was able to get that little bitty Walkman. But this is what li life is like. Life is like, hey, you're asking for it. You're seeking for it. You, you believe that you can have it. See, some of you, you would never even knock on the door because you don't believe you can get it. And God is saying, listen, I want you to begin to seek me to a place where I begin to speak to your heart and you know that you can have that thing that you're asking for. And now begin to knock. 
Now begin to go for it. You've been believing for a house. You're trying to get a loan. You're trying to do this and that. The Bible says keep going. Keep getting your credit higher. Don't give up. That thing that you're believing for, keep going at it. God wants you to go to the next level. And the great thing about when God answers a prayer, then your faith goes to another level. This is what it is to go to faith to faith, to glory to glory. It is not just saying, God, you know, I'm just satisfied with just you and me and me just not ever doing anything. That sounds good, I guess. That sounds right to some people, but that's really religious. Because God operates with faith. God is pleased with faith. What are you believing for? What are you going for? Are you going through the motions? God says, hey, I want you to ask. I want you to seek. And I want you to begin to knock. I want you to keep going. You think about the man that found the treasure in the field and sold everything for that that treasure, sold everything for that field. It's not easy to just sell stuff, by the way. We, we hear that story and we're like, oh, okay, he bought a whole field. He sold all that he had because it was treasure in the field. I'm sure, like, he tried to sell things he couldn't sell, but he had to keep at it. He had to keep going till he finally had enough money. We just read a scripture and like, oh, yeah, yeah, he just sold everything. He got, he got the field and now he has a treasure. God usually doesn't work like that. Because God wants us to put us through a process and he wants to see faithfulness in us so that we trust him and believe in him and go after what he has for us to go after. Because he wants to strengthen us and mature us.